You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and the Irish in Canada, what makes it all so meaningful, particularly during Irish Heritage Month, is our history goes back a long way. And down on the East Coast, it goes back to the 1500s, 1600s with the fishermen. And uh, around the turn of the 1800s, we had people coming in building canals. That was the Lachine Canal, the Rideau Canal, Trans-Severn, and a lot of other what would have been major construction works, including the railways. And then in the 1840s, when the famine hit Ireland, there was another wave of major immigration from all over Ireland, where people made their way either be through Liverpool or down through Cove, uh, trying to find somewhere where they could literally just put food on the table, because that's how things were. It was a case of that within the famine, that with the failure of the crops, uh, people were struggling and made, there was death uh, everywhere to be found. And Brandon Steen traces his family back to that period of time, to County Cavan. And his Irish heritage is deep-rooted. And Brandon is an artist based in Toronto, a visual artist. First of all, Brandon, thanks a million for taking the time and coming along. And uh, we're going to talk about your visual art and the exhibition that you have at the Elaine Fleck Gallery in Toronto. What inspired this current exhibition and how deeply rooted the Irish heart is beating strong in there. Guruma, I get to you. And um, thanks for having me on to, dis- uh, to talk about my show, uh, Gortimore, the Irish uh, and Diaspora uh, in Toronto. So uh, thanks very much, uh, Austin. I have a situation at home with my wife who uh, has a very um, precarious health situation. Her immune system is, is quite broken. So I couldn't bring COVID into the house unknowingly, like without exception. Like I just, I had to keep it out. And it was a daunting task, especially at the onset of the pandemic when uh, it was just pure speculation we'd even have a vaccine. So like everything was being washed in the garage before it entered the house. Um, it was, uh, it, it was pretty intense. And so I found uh, a great strength in, in, in the ancestors that I come from. And I thought to myself, Geez, you know, how did my great, great, great grandparents sidestep typhus on those cramped conditions on the ships? And, and then once they got here, the, the strength they found within themselves to forge a new life in Ontario is a remarkable thing. And I took their strength and it helped me keep my wife, Janie, safe, keep myself safe, touch wood. And then the show came about from that. And I thought, well, how am I going to put together a show. And so I started with uh, the great park down at the foot of Bathurst Street, Ireland Park, Canada Ireland Foundation put together, uh, Robert Kearns specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, he was inspired by um, the sculptures in Dublin that Rowan Gillespie sculpted called the uh, uh, Departure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the first painting, and there's nine paintings in my series, and the first one has to do with that park. And it's called, it's titled Arrivals, and uh, it features the... Um, the one figure in particular that really struck me, I mean, they all struck. If you're just a human being, they all, the, all the figures should strike you. But one in particular uh, was the pregnant lady, the, the mammy. So I sort of envisioned her as the, the mother of all Irish people, you know, that, that, that she symbolizes, if you will, the, the mothers who came either with child in their tummies or had children afterwards. So I thought it was important to, to capture her in the painting. And uh, other things to note in, in that particular painting is that the uh, the blades of grass are purposely painted long to capture the wind, 
to symbolize the wind that filled the sails of those coffin ships. And of course, all 32 counties are uh, included in the painting to represent uh, all corners of Ireland that uh, lost their sons and daughters to the world, but specifically to Canada. So you can find them there. And of course, I purposely put in a plane landing at Porter Airlines to, you know, to symbolize the ships that were arriving. And all my paintings in this series go back to um, a consistent thing with all my work, because I, I feature animals prominently in the paintings in lieu of human beings. So for this one, I was thinking, well, what animal am I going to do? Um, I just came off a successful showing at the Elaine Flag Gallery called Ghost Town 2020 and 20 Paintings. In that series, uh, there was a plucky family of foxes that were uh, got picked up by the world press down at the um, Beaches Boardwalk. So I used the fox as the, um, uh, the protagonist in that series. So in this series, um, I used the wolf and I, and I was looking through Irish mythology and I came across um, a story about Morrigan, who was from the Tuatha Danann uh, people, which were the, I believe, the fifth wave of conquerors to Ireland. And from those people, there was Morrigan. And there was three, three sisters, I believe. From what I gleaned, uh, she was an Irish queen. And uh, she brought war and death, but she also was a protector. So I used my license uh, creatively to use her as a protector of the Irish people when they came to Toronto. And so you'll see her in the nine paintings uh, traversing the city, except in one execution, I painted her as one of her other shape-shifting entities, which is the raven. And the raven features in the painting called Matthew Sheedy. Now, your listeners may know who Matthew Sheedy is, or they may not. And Matthew Sheedy was a young man, age 23, who lost his life at the corner of King and Jarvis Street. That's why I painted the Raven, because of the imminent death uh, associated with the uh, Irish history in Toronto at that corner. I had five months to put this show together, so I, uh, I, I squeezed in nine paintings. You mentioned, of course, Robert Cairns and Ronan Gillespie and those wonderful figures down in Ireland Park. And now Grasset Park is up there uh, also yeah. as, as a symbolism for the Irish. The scenes that you were able to depict and how you call them, like you have Corktown, and Corktown is an area of Toronto, yeah. um, as is O'Keeffe's Lane. So uh, now Balna Hinch, is there an area in Toronto called Balna Hinch or did you just draw on the Irish name there? No, there's not, but thank you for asking. Uh, my uh, great-grandfather, uh, James Maxwell Graham, uh, was from Ballina Hinch, and he got into a bit of trouble with his, with his father, my great-great-grandfather, it would be. And he, um, in my great-great-grandfather's eyes, he shamed the family uh, quite embarrassingly. So, so he was kicked. He was ostracized from the family, and so he landed in Montreal, and he worked on the railways. Uh, so he was a navvy and he lost his life quite gruesomely. He lost his life uh, at work and he widowed my great granny. The story goes, has been told to me is that she couldn't read English. Uh, she could only, uh, she was of mind and, and body or whatnot to uh, you know, read Irish Gaelic. And so letters were coming to the house after uh, my great grandfather passed. Her pride caused her not to uh, seek help. She, I, I guess uh, the woman was embarrassed. There were letters from the bank in Montreal. I don't know what bank, but uh, my great-grandfather bought a whole city la- uh, block in on St. Catherine Street, and the bank took took it away. I, I don't have any records 
you know, specific records of of any kind to to say, you know, it was the Bank of Montreal, it was the Bank of Canada. I don't know. That is the story that's been told uh, through our family that the land was taken back. So imagine if that was still in the family today. (laughs) (laughs) So is there any significance then that in the painting of Balnehinch that the wolf is looking back? Because in the other paintings... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're a sharp, got a sharp mind there, Austin. Uh, yeah, I, I painted, uh, Morgan looking backwards because I would imagine that people who just arrived from foreign lands, which is a very universal story, uh, in, in Canada, that, uh, there's a lot of self-doubt and, uh, they find themselves, uh, you know, with a bit of melancholy looking back, especially coming to, if, if, you, if you've come from a climate that's different than, uh, Canada, you know, you're probably saying, what have I done? I'm freezing. <laughs> I'm freezing my toes off <laughs> for just one, to cite one example. <laughs> that's it. That's for, and then if you're up in Ottawa digging the Rideau Canal, you're freezing everything off. So I noticed on the Cabbage Town painting, yes, yeah. Morgan is in full stride, full flight. And yeah. there is nearly a, a, I can nearly see the visual of, because on Cunning, the Irish rabbit is one of the Irish symbols on the old Irish coins, just beyond the truppany bit, the, the threepence. Our, yeah. our, the stride of, of Morgan is nearly the same as the stride of, of the rabbit in that one. Yeah, uh, well, you, you caught me again, so <laughs> that, that was on purpose. That was on purpose. And you'll notice in that, uh, well, it's radio, of course, but if viewers, uh, I encourage you to go down to the Elaine Flat Gallery at 1351 Queen West in Toronto to, to take in the show. But if you can't get there, you can view uh, the paintings online with the Elaine Flat Gallery. Just search keyword Brandon Steen and, and my portfolio will come up. But in the Cabbage Town painting, you'll notice the there's a graffiti tag on, on the wall named Horan. I see that. Yeah, he was the first homeowner of that house in 1858, I think it was. According to Toronto's records, he was the first. And I, I can't see where in Ireland it came from. But I look at the attention to detail there and I see the little flag up in the window upstairs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, uh, on the on the post, I on the letterbox, there's a uh, post is translated into Irish Gaelic. There's lots of little Easter eggs I hide in paintings. Yes. Um, uh, the painting uh, called Matthew Sheedy, there's four oranges that are on the sidewalk. That's pure symbolism there as well from 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 me. If people aren't familiar with the story of Matthew Sheedy, Darcy McGee came to town and did a big speech at St. Lawrence Hall. And after that, uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade was afoot. And the orange men uh, made a big ruckus and uh, started a riot. Four orange men were arrested for the murder of Matthew Sheedy. And of course, no, <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> the, the Orange Men Controlled Police Department uh, let those four men back out on the street without charge. So the window in that painting is filled with oranges yeah. to 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 uh, signify uh, the majority of the Irish in the city of Toronto. Then uh, I think it was something like sixty or seventy percent were were Protestant, and uh, the rest were Catholic. So um, the abundance of oranges in the window are two. It's twofold. One, it ties into the history of the building that James Austin and Patrick Foy, one Irish Catholic and one Irish Protestant, forged a union and built a small grocery empire in that building on the first floor 
So that's a tie back to that, seeing all the fruit in the window. But all the uh, oranges, I didn't put any other uh, produce. I put oranges because of the amount of orangemen that were in the city and, and orange women that were in yeah. the city then. The four oranges on the street, like I said, are are the four four guys that got away with the murder. And the flag that's on the ground is to signify a fallen son of Ireland. And the FedEx box? That's just there. <laughs> no symbolism <laughs> with that. But there is a there's a wee character on there of a dog crying because of Matthew's death. But that's uh, that's a little character. I've got two characters that are in absolutely every painting that I've done. Um, and they're a little dog. And then there's a, a skull wearing a big top hat and a beard. Um, and his name is Abe Wiener. And the dog is called Happy. And so Happy and Abe are uh, carryovers from the old art I used to do. They were kind of like Tom and Jerry. You know, they're they're always at each other's throats. As a respect to my uh, artistic past, my gallerist, Elaine Fleck, is okay with um, adding that part into my art that hangs in her gallery. So, yeah, yeah. If, if every painting, uh, people are looking for Abe and Happy. It's becoming a, a bit of a game. Well, as they say, every picture tells a story. <laughs> yeah. Because I know Morgan is coming out of Patrick Street uh, subway, and I can't help but notice that the sign on the box beside it says free. Yeah, uh, that's a that's some sort of daily rag that that's all. They're all over the city oh, downtown know. for free papers. Yeah, but I, I put I put Ulster with it because uh, people have varying varying opinions. But my opinion <laughs> is that I would I would love to live to see the day where the six counties in the north join up with the Republic of Ireland. But uh-huh. um, but uh-huh. only time will time will tell. I'm not holding my breath, but time will tell. Indeed. Well, Brandon, um, we're going to give coordinates here. You mentioned the Elaine Fleck Gallery. Yeah. And uh, geographically, again, give us the, the street address on that. Yeah, it's uh, 1351 Queen Street West in Toronto on the south side at Dunn Avenue, um, just west of Dufferin Street. Right. And what kind of hours is the gallery open these days? They're open from uh, Wednesdays to Sundays. Okay. They close at five o'clock and they open up, I believe it's nine or 10 in the morning. Check the website for the, for the yeah, Wednesdays to Sunday. So if you're in around Toronto or going to Toronto and their website is elainefleckgallery.com. And Brandon, your website is steenart.ca. And your Twitter handle, you're out there on Twitter, you're on Facebook, Instagram, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. If you just search my name and you'll find me. Indeed. You mentioned that, you know, you were uh, you had your challenges there at the start of COVID because of your uh, wife's health condition. Hopefully everything went well. She's doing well. You had no because uh, I remember like at the start as well, we were bringing the food into the garage and the kids were doing the same, spraying it down with disinfectant before it came into the house. All the Yeah. So you guys got through and she got through comfortably, all safe yeah. and healthy. So far, I mean, she, her body can't receive the vaccine. Um, right, right. So that's still daunting. Um, I've got my home test kits. I keep her, I keep her with me. Um, she means the world to me. So yeah. I, I, you know, but all the groceries still get disinfected. Right. Um, you know, I just so, I can't take a chance. I know. Psychologically, that's a, that's an horrendous strain on both of you. It is. But like I said earlier in the interview, um, I like to thank John and Francis Steen from County Cavan, um, and Maggie and, and James Graham, um, were, were with me somehow, uh, assisting me in my spirit. And, and I think you, you rightly identify, you know, this helps 
put some context on what our forebears had to endure. And much and all as the complaints have existed about what we have had to go through, my son-in-law always says is we're dealing with first world problems. Yeah, no, I'm very lucky to have my great grandfather's uh, notes when he traveled from uh, Belfast Lock to Montreal. In his notes, you know, they were made to um, go on board, like outside on the deck and they kept them out there for over an hour in the cold. And uh, presumably that was to kill any kind of uh, bugs that would be, you know, on them. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he wrote that he, he wished he, he had warmer clothes. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then there's this, you know, there's a great um, passage in a song by Declan uh, O'Rourke. And he says, he sings about uh, the crossing mm-hmm. uh, to the great St. Lawrence. I don't know if you're familiar with the song. It's a very mm-hmm. powerful song. Yeah. But the body's being just uh, dumped into the ocean. Yeah. Um, it, so you, you, you're absolutely right. And your son-in-law's right. I mean, if you think to just, just looking at the Irish or what they endured then with that famine, I mean, there was famines before that one, but that famine in particular, uh, millions of people died and people here complain that they can't get the haircut. They can't go to a club and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, um, a bit. I took it as, um, this is my own opinion that they're very selfish people. Yeah. I mean, look what's going on in um, Ukraine right now. Agree. Yeah. It just yeah. breaks your heart. I'm actually donating a portion of the, uh, my sales, uh, this month to the Canadian Red Cross, um, to help the people of the Ukraine. The Irish know full well the atrocities that the English committed mm-hmm. on us. Um, then history seems to repeat itself. Brandon, I'm delighted we got the opportunity to talk during Irish Heritage Month. And it's such an honor also that Canada has designated March as Irish Heritage Month. Yeah, as isn't that wonderful? It is as some degree of recognition of the powerful influence and impact that the Irish have had on this country. And I wish every success and hopefully that you get good footfall through the gallery. And those that can't get to Toronto, again, go visit the website visit Brandon's site, uh, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, all these places. And um, hopefully when I get to Toronto, uh, I look forward to being able to see some of the art in full size. Uh, that'd be grand. Thanks a million, Brandon. Uh, thanks very much, Austin. Take care.